Hey, everyone, and welcome to the All It Takes to Goal podcast. If you're new around here, I'm a late bloomer who discovered the power of goals in his mid-30s. Now, I'm on a furious mission to create the accelerators I wish I had in my 20s. I'm your host, John Acuff, and today we're talking about the four best words in the entire Harry Potter series. Have you heard? Have you heard of the Harry Potter? It's done very well. It's done very, very well. And I think inside those books, there are four words that are better than every other word in the book. I bet you already have a guess. Right now, you're probably thinking, mm, these are the words. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. You'll have to find out. It's a cliffhanger. Bum, bum, bum. But first, let's hear a quick word from the sponsor of today's episode. If you want to accomplish more goals next year, you should use the calendar I've been using for the last 12 years. That's right. I've used this calendar for 12 years because I love it. Called the Finish Calendar. And I love it for six very specific reasons. Reason number one, the Finish Calendar is big and beautiful. It's 36 inches tall by 24 inches wide. This thing is massive. I mount mine on foam board and I'll carry it with me to meetings. It's gigantic. It's got enough space for you to plan your weeks. Number two, the finished calendar is reversible. You've got a vertical and a wide orientation. So a vertical on one side, flip it over, other side, wide, landscape. This thing gives you both options. I personally like the vertical, you do you. It also comes in dry erase or traditional paper. So if you're like, I'm a dry erase person, I wanna be able to kind of write things down and change them, awesome. We've got that too. Number three, it makes time real. When someone says, can you do that project in the next six weeks? That time feels fictional to me. Six weeks from now, I can't even wrap my head around what will be going on then. I need to be able to see the year, not just talk about it. Number four reason that I love it, studies have shown that planning when and where you work on the goals that you do doubles the chances that you'll achieve them. Double, that is amazing. It was a study done in Germany. Number five, the finished calendar has 12 encouraging statements on it designed to help slingshot you into a great month of dreaming and doing. I wrote those statements. They're very encouraging. And number six, it's not expensive. It costs less than $30. That's eight cents a day. Name another productivity tool that you'll ever use every day for eight cents. An entire year, eight cents a day. You can't even get coffee. Like right now, if you're like, I don't know, I know a guy, I get coffee for eight cents. No, you don't. It's very affordable. So over the last 12 years, there's not been a tool that helped me as much as the finished calendar. It helps me keep commitments. It helps me finish projects. And I love this thing. You can get your own copy at finishcalendar.com. That's finishcalendar.com. All right, let's jump into the episode. I've been doing like a 30 second recap, kind of like a version for wicked busy people in my podcast. I've been testing that, experimenting, but I feel like if I do it right now, it kind of will ruin the suspense of the four best words. So I'm going to skip that today. And I'm going to start with something that happened to me last week. So last week at the Greenville, South Carolina airport, I was in town to speak to a fantastic company. Greenville is a city that is cooler than you think. If you've never been to Greenville, South Carolina right now, you're like, mm, no, it's, I'm serious. It's very, it's very cool. Greenville's cool. Columbus, Ohio is cooler than you think. Um, Wichita, Wichita will surprise you. Boise, I feel like I shouldn't even have to say Boise is cool because I think half of California moved to Boise. Everybody I talked to in Boise is like, we only have half of a house available. So maybe Boise isn't a sleeper city anymore, but Greenville, fantastic. So I was in Greenville 
And the woman who was selling me um, at the airport, she was selling me the world's warmest, most expensive bottle of water at the little store. I think it was Hudson News. She had a big tattoo on her forearm. Huge tattoo. It was a veritable paragraph of text. Don't know why I put a T at the end of paragraph, but I did. It was this massive paragraph. And so I asked her where the quote was from. I was curious. She said, the third Harry Potter book. I then responded with, what do you think is the best Harry Potter book? At which point she said, you dumb, dumb business traveler who is about to miss his connecting flight and doesn't even know it. Okay, she didn't say exactly that, but her face sure did when she pointed back at her tattoo after I asked that question. Both things were true, by the way. I did miss my connecting flight and get stuck in Charlotte. Charlotte is a terrible airport, by the way. It's massive. The distance between each gate is huge and there's no tram or shuttle or train. And they try to distract you from noticing that with rocking chairs. I, if you haven't been at the Charlotte airport lately, oh, it's terrible. So terrible. I probably just lost them as a sponsor. But you know what? I'm brave like that. I'm, that's how brave I am these days. I don't know if you've picked up on that. It feels like I'm getting braver, more powerful with each episode I record. Terrible airport. But I did. I missed my connecting flight. That was true. And that was a dumb question for me to ask her. Of course, the third book is her favorite. She had a tattoo about that book. And I don't, I don't know if I'll ever get a tattoo at this point. At nearly 48 years old, I'm edging into first tattoo equals midlife crisis territory. Like, if you want to get a Rick and Morty tattoo when you're 23, cool. You're so quirky. Look at you. So quirky. You want to get a Rick and Morty tattoo when you're 48? That's more like, is everything okay at home? Like, you guys having issues in your marriage? Did you start coloring your hair, John? We all remember how gray it was. Is something going on? But if I did get a tattoo, like say I had to get a tattoo based on a quote from Harry Potter, I know exactly what I'd get. I mean, you can argue all you want about which book is the best. I, I think it's the Goblet of Fire, by the way. But there's no debating which sentence matters the most in the entire series. Are you ready? Here it is. The four best words in the entire Harry Potter series are, you're a wizard, Harry. That's it. Full stop. You're a wizard, Harry. And I've thought a lot about those words, and I want to break them down today because I think they really matter. And, and here's why I think they matter. If you've never read the books, here's a little context for that sentence. Harry Potter, who is orphaned as most heroes are, Cinderella, Frodo, Luke Skywalker, etc. Harry Potter has been having a terrible go of life with his relatives, the Dursleys. That's one of the great things about great books, by the way. The characters have the best names. Dursley is such a perfect name. The Dursleys consider him a nuisance. They make him live under the stairs in a small cubby, and they treat him terribly. On his birthday, Hagrid, a mountain of a man, appears out of the blue to change his entire life. Harry, who has always felt like a loser, who was told constantly by his uncle and his aunt that he was a loser, has his complete identity flipped upside down with that one sentence. You're a wizard, Harry. Why did those words matter? Because it made a nobody feel like somebody, and that made everybody feel special. Let me repeat that again for the people in the back. It made a nobody feel like somebody, and that made everybody feel special. That was Hagrid saying, 
I see something in you that you don't see in yourself. And that sentence, that is, that is one of the greatest gifts you can give other people. I can think of four people who have given me that gift over the last 48 years of my life. I think more than four have, but these are the four that when I was thinking through this episode, when I was writing this episode, these people jumped to mind. Number one, my third grade teacher, Mrs. Harris. She laminated a collection of my poems, and that made me feel like a real writer when I was in the third grade. I still remember that. And it was written on this paper. I don't know if you remember this. It was almost kind of like brownish, light brownish, kind of cream color. And it had red and blue dotted lines across that you wrote on. And I wrote these, what must have been terrible poems about trees and leaves and, and the sea and my knees. And she laminated it and I felt like a real writer. She was a third grade teacher at um, Doyon Elementary School in Ipswich, Massachusetts, where I lived at the time. And her encouragement is a big part of the reason I still write today. I even dedicated my most recent book, All It Takes is a Goal Tour. You should pick up a copy of that book if you've got some goals you're curious about. She's the first person that I came to mind when I thought about who's told me I'm a wizard. Number two, the retreat speaker. So I went on a men's retreat about 15 years ago, and the author they hired to speak was walking over to the venue. And I didn't know it at the time but I was desperate to do what he was doing. I I wanted to be speaking. I wanted to be writing. I wanted to be sharing ideas with an audience. And I didn't really know that. Like I couldn't have, I couldn't have verbalized that. I couldn't have vocalized that, but I felt that. And I chased him down. I guess he walked to the venue and I told him this idea I was working on. And when I say working on, it wasn't for anything. It was just in my notebook. I had all these moleskin notebooks full of ideas. I've since changed over to Leuchtturm, which I think is a superior notebook, but I don't, I don't want to start a notebook fight today. But I was working on this idea and I stopped him and I said, hey, here's this idea I'm working on. And he stopped in his tracks and he turned and he looked at me and he said, you're a dangerous man. He said, that's the kind of idea that's going to help a lot of people, but culture won't like it. Stay dangerous. And I love that, like, stay dangerous. So whenever my ideas start feeling too safe, like 15 years later, I remember that conversation. Person number three, Donald Miller. A lot of you guys know Donald Miller from Blue Like Jazz, Story Brand. He's wildly successful. And when his first book came out, Blue Like Jazz, he spoke at my dad's church and he stayed at my parents' house. And this is years and years and years ago. And while he was staying with them, they said, hey, our son is a writer too. And they put him on the phone with me. And at the time I was writing advertising in Atlanta. And I I felt like a million miles away from being the kind of writer that I wanted to be. And when I got on the phone with him, I, I told him what I did for a living. And I'll never forget what he said next. He said, working in advertising is great preparation for writing books because it teaches you how to write copy that inspires people to take action. And that meant the world to me. Person number four, one of my mentors is a guy named Billy Ivey. So when I got my first job in Birmingham, Alabama, I went to Sanford University. I got this job. It was my first adult job with an adult paycheck and healthcare and all this stuff. And there was this other writer there named Billy Ivey. And he is one of the funniest, most talented writers I've ever known. And he's encouraged me a dozen times over the years. And recently he wrote a blog post about the first sentences in books. And he included the line, I started my book, which was Quitter. I wrote this book called Quitter. And he included it as a line he liked as an opening line. Here's the line I opened Quitter with. 
The trick to removing your clothes in a bathroom stall is to start with your shirt. That was the opening line. And I had honestly forgotten all about that line. That line feels like a thousand years ago. And Billy's reminder and the kind words he said about it really inspired me to write more lines like that. Because I remembered, oh, I did like that line. That was a good starting sentence to a book because it created curiosity. Those are four different people, four different words of encouragement. But they all essentially said the same thing. You're a wizard, John. And in moments of doubt, in the moments of insecurity, those words mean a lot to me. And I bet right now, you can think of someone who did that for you. So what if today you told them thank you? Like, what if you did that today? Like, what if that's what you got from this podcast episode? It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to get out a quill and a fancy piece of paper and parchment, if you will, to create something elaborate. It can just be a text message. Here's the exact text message I sent Donald Miller. I said, this is random, but I'm working on a piece of content about people who have encouraged me over the years. And when you stayed with my folks during the Blue Like Jazz Tour, your phone call with me was really helpful. You told me working in advertising is great preparation for writing books because it teaches you how to write copy that inspires people to take action. And that really meant a lot to me. Thanks for doing that. I've sent a number of those texts over the years to different people, and I've never had someone respond with, John, today was the worst day for you to send this to me. It was the worst. They usually say just the opposite. They say, thank you for thinking of me, or you don't know how much I needed that today. So action one, I would love you to take is to thank someone who told you that you are a wizard. Action two is to tell someone else that they are. You could be Hagrid in someone's story right now. You could tell a friend, hey, you're a great mom. Like you are. Like I know it's been a challenging fall or maybe you don't feel like a great mom, but like whenever I'm with you, it inspires me to be a great mom too. That would take you 30 seconds, but that friend is going to remember it for the rest of their day. Maybe maybe even the rest of their week, maybe even the rest of their month. I also guarantee you have at least one friend who isn't feeling like a great mom today at all. Text them. Just send them a text. If they're on your mind, send them a text. And you could tell someone any of the following. Hey, you're a great leader. The way you lead really inspires me. I notice how deliberate you are about running meetings. Like, I've said that to people before. I've texted them after meetings and go, thank you so much for running that meeting that way. Like when you attend a well-run meeting, it doesn't suck. When you attend a meeting that isn't well-run, it, it sucks where there's no agenda, no action items. You can just feel the, the grains of sand disappearing through your hourglass. You ever go to a meeting like that where you're like, oh man, this was like a three sentence email. Could have saved all of us. Tell somebody you're a great leader. Tell somebody you're a great writer. Maybe there's a writer you know who has no recognition right now and they're so frustrated because they're working so hard, they're writing the best they can and you know what? For whatever reason, they're just not getting attention. The market isn't responding. People aren't responding. Like they're putting out such great content again and again and again. They're blogging, they're on Medium, they're making YouTube. Like you know somebody right now that has a YouTube channel that they work really hard to edit the videos and they get 17 views. Tell that person, hey, you're a great writer. Tell somebody you're a great runner. 
maybe see somebody in your life that's like learning how to run or they've rediscovered running or they're trying to run. Say you're a great runner. Say you're a great friend. You're a great artist. You're a great entrepreneur. There are a thousand ways you can make someone's day with a simple bit of encouragement. And unlike Hagrid, you don't have to find a flying motorcycle or journey to an island in the middle of a raging storm to deliver it. You could just send somebody a text. We're so starved for connection right now. I mean, I love, don't get me wrong, this is going to sound like I'm Amish or I'm an old timer, but we even are too busy to respond via text messages. Like we have thumbs up now. You ever send somebody a long text message and they just, they just emoji it? Like it doesn't feel particularly great. Like you send them a long text message and they go, ha ha, or they go heart. I heart it. I'm too busy for, to say, thanks for sending that. I'll just say, ha, like we're so starved for connection that if you'll be brave, if you'll tell somebody something today, you'll change their whole day. You're a wizard, Harry. That's what's fascinating to me about making somebody's day. It's actually pretty easy. It's actually pretty cheap too. I thought about that recently. I had um, a really important flight I had to catch and I was in DC and this, this Lyft driver did such a great job getting me to the airport, like weaving through DC traffic, like he crushed it. And I gave him a $40 cash tip, like it was 40 bucks. And he almost teared up by the trunk. Like, I don't know what he was, like he gave me my bag out of the trunk. I don't know what he was going through that day, but the $40 meant a ton. And I thought, man, it is a really affordable investment. Like it costs $40. And he was like, you, you don't know what this means to me. You don't know how this changed my day. $40. It's so wild how fun, affordable, um, fast, always available it is to change somebody's whole day. So that's my challenge to you. Thank somebody who told you that you're a wizard. And then you're feeling really brave. Tell somebody else that they're a wizard too. Tell someone today. I think you'd be surprised what that does. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We'll put all the links in the show notes as always. And thank you for reviewing my podcast. The reviews you write are so fun, so encouraging. I saw one recently from Lainey. And here's what Lainey said. This one made me laugh. Lainey's, the title was, John Ankov is a creative genius who doesn't know his Star Wars Legos. So she said, when I saw that John Acuff started a podcast, I was super excited that he's finally dipping his toe into the podcast waters. As a creative who sometimes gets stuck on, let's face it, everything, John provides great wisdom and insight in a, in a manner that is simultaneously hilarious and informative. I'm looking forward to everything he's got coming here. Just don't ask him to name Star Wars Lego items. He's awful at that. Thank you for writing that, Lainey. And that was true. I am, I, somebody gave me a Star Wars um, advent calendar one year. It has like little Legos and I didn't, once I got past like Yoda, um, Darth Vader, like I know barely any Star Wars. Like once you get to like the 17th universe they've created and then they're like, this is a plumber from Death Star 14. And I'm like, I'm supposed to know his name is Michael. Like, I don't, that feels like you're asking an awful lot of me to hold that much Star Wars in my head. And so I was posting them on Instagram and so many people were like, you don't know Star Wars at all. That's what she's referencing. But thank you for writing that, Lainey. Make sure you subscribe or follow or whatever it is the kids are saying these days. And please write a review. I'll see you next week. And remember, all it takes 
is a goal. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast.